It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White alongside. Happy to be with you today. It is week nine in the National Football League. Alex, before we get into all of the NFL action today and we get into all the all the fun that we had here in the studio yesterday. By the way, shout out to us. Shout out to us. We actually actually gave out a winner yesterday. Jerry's Jerry's Oregon Ducks with an easy cover in the end. Kansas wins outright. Oklahoma State wins outright. Mizzou gets there pretty handily. Sean's Kansas State bet the biggest sweat of all. Down 20 in the third quarter, but it still covers the four. No, bravo to us. Uh, Very good. It is not easy to not put easy. A, a five team parlay together, and somehow we managed to yesterday. Five team parlay with five different people. That's, That's usually right. impossible. We should <laughs> we should start a team for next year to enter a contest where we each just make a pick, and those are well. Here's the, pro- the here's week. the problem though. Oregon doesn't play in the NFL. That's right. So I don't know what Jerry would do. Uh, with, with no Oregon Golden the Nugget. They've got a contest for college. That's true. It's very good. That's true. Maybe uh, Chris and Vinny will start one here. O- Oregon every week in the contest oh, for Jerry. Every single week we'll have the Ducks on the board. Uh, before we you, – you had a few things that caught your eye in college. I want to get to that in a second. But we got to go to Frankfurt first. To the fourth quarter we go. Uh, this is now a ball game. Kansas City was up 21 nothing at halftime. Uh, but 14 third quarter points for Miami has made this a game. Kansas City has the football. They just picked up a first down on the first drive on the first play of the fourth quarter. 21-14. Miami and Casey actually closed a pick. Massive steam early in the morning here on the West Coast. Actually even shoved Miami to a favorite role at some books here in town. I was on Kansas City overnight. I was not up until two minutes after the game started this morning, Alex. So uh, I just rolled with my short money line price that ended up being a bad number, actually, because of the way it moved this morning. Well, I think a lot of attention did come on Miami because of like the travel that we talked about mm-hmm. all week long. And But Kansas City, I mean, you got to give them credit. They came out fast. They scored three unanswered touchdowns. So we've got ourselves a game here. 21-14, Kansas City in front with the ball, 14 minutes to go. We will keep you updated as we go along here on the show. All right. And that, that total did close at 50, 50 and a half. And I 50, think 51, 51 and a half even. 51 yeah. and a half, yeah. yeah. I don't, only one quarter left. I don't see that getting to the over. I'm glad I didn't, that was my play. So I stayed away from this game, but I'm happy that they're having a good game in Germany. 20, 20, uh. You, need, you would need a 28-28. I don't know if we're going to get there in order yeah. to push that game over. 28-24 would also get it there, but I'd probably also mean Miami's winning the game, which would not be good for me. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, go, let's go back a day first. You had a few things that caught your eye in college football yesterday. Yeah, good day in college football for both of us. Yeah. And it, you know, it really just goes without showing to know your bankroll, know your unit size. I'm not the first person to talk about this, and I won't be the last, but... The plays I sent you, I went seven and five, but I had three that, you know, I had a good difference from the book. I was laying the points with Utah, Oklahoma State, plus the points, and then Bama, of course. So doing your research, I had numbers to back that and not just, you know, Nick Saban hasn't lost to the same team in back-to-back years since 2015, but also looking at LSU's defense, them being out of the top 100 in yards allowed per play. So those became two units. 
place for me, you know, making my seven and five day a 10 and five day. And I just think it's important just to put your research in, feel confident about your plays and then know your unit size. Definitely important on the, on the, uh, the bankroll management. Yes. Uh, every, everyone who's bet at one point or another has had a problem with that. Yeah. Just the nature of the beast, especially if you're new to it. Uh, always important. That's one thing that at least this year I've gotten right, finally, which is important. <laughs> and I, I think it does take some time to really get there and uh, feel confident because sometimes, you know, you don't want to just bet one unit on it, but you're, you know, hesitant and you stay consistent and, uh, you know, it pays out in the end. Another takeaway is be careful for those letdown spots. They are not guaranteed. And we saw that and that came through in um for in Kansas. our ticket for Kansas, yeah. you know, a lot of people are on Iowa State. So just tread lightly, you know, and follow your numbers. And because I, Kansas, I had a small, small favorite, you know, so I mm -hmm. stayed away from that. A lot of times the better team does come out on top and does show up. It could, it can work out, but maybe that's a smaller bet for you if you want to take that letdown spot. A little bit on Iowa State there. Go well, ahead. De 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 definitely follow that advice, uh, I would say. And, and look, we kind of had this discussion in here a little bit before. I, I think you can still follow, even though it didn't work. And look, no system is 100%. We know this. Uh, I still think you can follow some of those traditional handicapping things in college football. The, the letdown spots, the look-ahead spots. Uh, you can do that. Yes. NFL, there's never really a look-ahead spot. It's never really a thing. It's more a letdown more than anything. But I, I think those old school handicapping things in the National Football League, I don't know if they exist very much anymore. Uh, and I think that is something at least, and again, being a handicapper, and you, you know this better than me, adjusting is very important. Right. Because if you don't, you don't adjust to what's going on around you, you're going to get crushed. Right. And that is always an important thing, at least for me. And again, uh, you're, 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 you're sharper, better than I am. And I would imagine that you're adjusting your numbers multiple times. You're adjusting them on a weekly basis. Right. You're changing them every single week. And you have to be willing to be like, all right, you know what? If I was wrong on this, I have to get out of this. I have to, I can't keep betting the same team that I'm, my numbers are totally wrong on. You're 100% correct. And Vinny always says it, but I mean, National Football League, these are professional athletes. Sure. So you always have to take that in into play. And and this year we've seen, a, we've seen a lot of crazy things already. And, We've got a day ahead of us that we could um, could uh, see some more. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a weird day in the NFL to put it lightly here. Again, three mega games today. One's going on right now. By the way, Chiefs just punted. Miami gets it back inside their own fifteen yard line, down a touchdown, 21-14 KC. We get Philadelphia and Dallas, which is a gigantic game later in the day. Uh, in the uh, city of brotherly love. And then Sunday night, a mega game in the AFC again with Cincinnati and Buffalo playing each other. Uh, of course, last time they met in the playoffs, Cincinnati ran them out of the building in Western New York. We'll get to all those and more as we will dive right into it. Let's let's go into this, Alex. Yep. Atlanta, Minnesota. Here we go. Jared Hall against Taylor Heineke. As we all intended going into the year for this matchup. Uh, Alex, so... The betters have actually bet Minnesota as the week's gone along here. This peaked at five. It's now three and a half. 38 and a half the total. That total's bounced around. It's gone up a half point from the opener. Uh, we obviously knew when the numbers came out that Kirk Cousins wasn't going to play. We already, even though it wasn't confirmed, we knew what right. was happening with the Achilles. Jaron Hall makes his first career NFL start. Heineke makes his first start as a Falcon. 
I'm a little bit surprised that people are eager to bet Minnesota in the fashion that they have today. I am very surprised, and I am on the Falcons, and you just gave that great advice, and maybe I'll have to take it after this game. We'll find out. But I laid the four with the Falcons. I do like them on the money line, too. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about Heineke in this spot. I think it um, may even help the Falcons and their offense. I like that it was announced early on that he was getting the start, mentally, physically prepare him and his offensive weapons. I like that he has Bijan Robinson if he needs to, you know, lean on him in this game. And then, you know, there's no Justin Jefferson, so we don't really know what we're going to get out of this rookie quarterback. And the Falcons, I've been talking about their defense all year, great in the red zone, also against good against the run. So I like the Falcons in the spot. They should get it done. I think you were talking Friday about <laughs> this might be a spot that you end up having to sweat it out, and that could be the case, but... I think the Falcons is the right side. I really want to bet the Falcons in this game because I, you've, you've heard me all season long. When are they going to bench Desmond Ritter? When are they going to realize that even though Heineke has big-time flaws, and we saw it in Washington, he's the better quarterback on the roster. When is this going to happen? It's finally here, and it's in a really good spot against a team that just lost their – look – we people like to get on Kirk Cousins. We are going to see today the difference between what happens to Minnesota when it's Kirk Cousins versus his backup. We're going to see that today. And if we don't see it today, we're going to see it in the near future. But I just can't get there with even though the even though the numbers come down, I just can't get there north of three. I just can't get there. This probably will get thrown into a money line parlay with something else before this game kicks off. But I can't get there on the number of three and a half. I just, Atlanta is one of those teams that is always playing these games within three. So I'm going to stay out of it on the three and a half, probably into a money line parlay of some sort, though, before kickoff. And I don't mind that at all. I think that is the safer bet, taking them on the money line. But you made a great point with Kirk Cousins. I mean, he he is a very good quarterback. He was in the top 10 before this injury, and people are constantly on him. But I think we'll see a big difference in today's game. Let's go to a good one in Baltimore. This uh, this actually uh, just went back down here. Uh, got as high as six and a half in the market earlier in the day, uh, but back to six now. Oh, Miami just fumbled. Who got it? Sorry. Just distracted, as always, while these games are going. Uh, Miami recovers. That almost was a disaster for the Dolphins. Uh, again, Kansas City still up a touchdown, 10 and a half to go in Germany. Uh, Seattle and Baltimore, though. Got to six and a half this morning, back to six uh, just momentary, moments ago here behind us. Uh, 44 and a half the total. You know, Alex, this one is a difficult handicap for me because I don't think the Ravens should be this big of a favorite in this game. But Seattle's traveling cross country. There's a, there are not many big home field advantages anymore in the NFL. Baltimore does have a pretty significant home field advantage. Even though they lost that game earlier in the year, to Indianapolis at home, they were down almost 10 starters in that game because of injuries, and don't really take much from that. But I'm going to stay out of it because I am concerned about Seattle traveling across the country, and I am concerned that Geno Smith is going to turn the ball over today like he has against better defenses over the last year and a half since the, the, the light dimmed a little bit off of that great start he had a year ago. Yeah, you are right, and... While you say you don't think the Ravens should be favored this much, I also I feel like I would need seven here to back the Seahawks. Okay. So 
I went I went ahead and I placed over 44 in this one. It could turn into a defensive battle. I know they're both good defensively, but I think with both of these good quarterbacks, we're going to see more points on the board and probably early. Seattle's defense has improved from last year, but they're still a little fraudulent. Opponents' points per game, 19.7, and they face teams like the Giants, the Panthers, and the Browns. They gave up 30 points or more in the high-powered offenses like the Lions and the Rams. So um, they're also giving up the seventh most rushing yards to quarterbacks, and they have struggled in the red zone, third worst in the league. I think we see points on the board early, and it might not even be them. Seattle has scored seven in the first quarter in all of their games but one. That was against the Panthers. They went on to win that one, 37-27. So we know they can score quickly as well. Um, in the last three games where Baltimore faced teams who passed 60% or more, they have gone over that total. That was against the Bengals, Lions, and the Cardinals. Now we have this Seahawks team that is about 40-60 run pass. So I like this over. I'm going for it. Lots of points in this one. Two really good quarterbacks. Seattle's in first place in the NFC West. Just have to remind everyone of that. Didn't expect it with San Francisco being one of the last two undefeated teams, three straight losses, Seattle playing well, first place heading into this weekend in Baltimore. I, I think I'm with you. If we somehow got seven, I would have been a take. And right. if Baltimore beats me, so be it. Uh, but now that we're going back to six, maybe an in-game spot. We'll see how it plays out. They're a good team. They had all the weapons offensively last year. You mentioned they've... They've improved so much on defense, especially against the run. And, of course, they are well-coached. Pete Carroll is, is a great coach in the NFL. Let's keep it moving here. Tampa at – excuse me, I skipped, I skipped two there. See, I didn't even want to mention Deshaun Watson. He's back today. Cleveland taking on Arizona. Let's go there. Uh, the, uh, the Browns get Deshaun Watson back. Josh Dobbs is now a Minnesota Viking. He'll, he's probably going to start in two weeks for the yes. Vikings. So it's Clayton Toon for the Arizona Cardinals today. You know, I, Alex, I, <laughs> I, I, I am a little bit, <laughs> I'm a little bit amazed by the way that this game has been bet because with watching Cleveland with Deshaun Watson out there versus PJ Walker out there, we got news that Watson was going to play two days ago. It went from ten. Now it's 12 and a half. There's even some 13 out there. I don't think Deshaun Watson is worth three points off of P.J. Walker at this point. And we knew Clayton Toon was more likely than not going to start in this game. I always thought that it was a little bit of a, a, little bit of a dream that Kyler was going to play in this one. Probably come back, if not next week, the week after. But I don't, Deshaun Watson is not worth three points three points to the number in a positive way for Cleveland over P.J. Walker at this point. I'm not going to bet this because I am concerned about Arizona's ability to move the ball in this game, but I don't think this move is right. I think that 10.5-10 number, even with Watson in, even against a guy making his first NFL start, I think that was a more correct number than this. And you make a great point because you say Deshaun Watson right now. Back in the day, his last year with the Texans, oh, sure, yes, yes. he was worth three, <laughs> yes. maybe five points to the spread. Right now, he is not. But I'm assuming that we'll probably get a healthy Deshaun Watson, right? He has sat out a couple games. He tried to play one, came out of the first quarter. So if they're putting him out there, it has to be time. I did not touch this game for reasons that you have already mentioned. I couldn't even find... 
I couldn't even get there with with the over because like you mentioned, I don't know if Arizona is going to be able to score with the under. I don't know if Cleveland is going to run away with it here. I really have no feel for this one at all. So it's to stay away. Again, 12 and a half behind us, some 13 in the market, total 38. I actually don't mind that total under. I, I would Watson in. I don't mind it under. Now, granted, the one problem with taking it now is you could have done better earlier in the week. You had 40 earlier in the week. It's 38. I still think it's okay. But, again, if you don't like taking bad numbers, I understand why you would pass on that one. All right. Rams and Green Bay. Not good news for you in this one, Alex. Matt Stafford's out. He is, uh, he is out with that thumb injury. So, Brett Rippon will start. And if anything happens to Brett Rippon in the game for the Rams, a gentleman by the name of Dresser Wynn, who I did not know existed until 20 minutes ago, will be the backup for the Rams today out of Tennessee Martin. Uh, so you, you hope Rippon can stay healthy if the Rams are going to stay in this game. Uh, Alex, uh, Green Bay has looked awful. They really have looked awful the last month. Totals 37.5 down from 41. Packers up to four now here in this one with no Stafford this morning. And you mentioned it was already kind of baked in that he wouldn't be playing. So I grabbed the points with the Rams plus three. I thought we would see him at least attempt and maybe try to just run that offense, hand it off, short passes to Cooper Cup. I, so I grabbed the three points here, baiting the Packers. I am not impressed with this Packers team at all. They've lost four in a row. They've lost four of their last six. In the last four games that they did lose, they averaged 15 points a game. So... My hope here is the defense can keep them in this game, keep it close, and I can get a cover with those three points. I, You know, this is one of those where I actually think Brett Rippon is probably about a league average backup, which means he's a mediocre quarterback. But the Packers, I mean, just look at Green Bay. Look at Green Bay after the first three weeks, Alex. And week three was miraculous what happened. They're down 17-0 going to the fourth quarter against New Orleans and come back and win 18-17. That was a miraculous win in that game. Since then, they got blasted by the Lions. It was only a two-touchdown game, but that game was not even remotely that close. They, got, they lost to the Raiders. We know how big of a disaster the Raiders are. They lost to the Broncos. I know the Broncos beat Kansas City last week. Not a good football team still. And then last week, they were really not competitive at all in that game against Minnesota. And the only reason that game even looked like it could tighten was because Cousins got hurt and then Hall promptly turned it over in the Green Bay red zone and Green Bay couldn't even cash in on that. So I have no problem with taking points, fading Green Bay, even with Brett Rippon in there. Again, they always the concern when you're dealing with a backup quarterback that isn't, isn't particularly good. Turnovers could sink right. it. Rippon could very easily throw multiple picks in this game. And you're in a whole lot of trouble here with the Rams. I don't mind it at four. There is some three and a half still out there, but you can get one four behind us. I don't mind that if you can grab it on the Rams, even though you may be sweating a whole bunch of that one. And you make a good point. Last week, I did not think that game should be a pick or even I think the Vikings went up to a one point favorite. Or Minnesota, maybe vice Minnesota, versa. It might Minnesota, have moved both Minnesota ways. closed a favorite. Okay. Yeah. So I thought the Vikings should have been a much bigger favorite in that one. And they proved that. So maybe the Packers are a little bit overrated, but we'll see what happens today. I mean, it's not my favorite bet on the board, that's for sure. But points are a premium, right, Vinny? <laughs> 
Let's uh, let, let, let's hit one more before we bring Vinny on. Tampa and Houston. I think this is one of the harder games on the board to pick this week. Houston is a three-point favorite in this one behind us. Total is 40. I think both of these teams are pretty solid. I think they're both around eight, seven, higher-end seven-win team or an eight-win team. Uh, I, I'm in the camp here where the total's 40. I think the total's too high. Because you're dealing with two defenses that can really play, and I expect this game to be played to an under pace here in this one. I know Houston played a big time under last week. Uh, Tampa somehow covered that game on Thursday night in Buffalo. The under is the, my favorite one in this one. I'm a little surprised it's been bet up to 40 here. Nothing on the side, but under 40 in this. I am with you, and once it got to 40, I jumped on that under. I've been on Tampa Bay unders all year long. I mean, they have... The best red zone defense in the league. A little bit of bend, but don't break. I can handle field goals when we're, you know, trying not to score too many points. But just 20% of their opponents' red zone drives have resulted in touchdowns. That is a really good defense. Both teams are holding opponents to 18.3 points per game, tied at sixth in the league right there. Um, yeah, I've been with Tampa all year. And then Houston, they're... They are a pretty complete team. You mentioned both these teams are, and they've been really good against the run, just 3.6 yards per rush attempt, fifth best in the league. This is an important game for both of these teams staying in the race as well. Tampa still very much alive in the NFC South with all the mediocrity going on there. Yep. Houston, not, even though they have the head-to-head win against Jacksonville, they're not going to catch the Jags. It's just a matter of staying in that very jumbled wild-card race in the AFC. All right, we're going to bring him on in a minute. Vinny Maliulo, the Sports Betting Hall of Famer, even the Beerstein. Shout-out Sean for bringing that in today. Vinny, the Beerstein, and more. When we get back, Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grand View Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grand View Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. 
And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Barles. Alex White is here. And look who joined us. Wetten und buchen die ganze Nacht lang. Betting and booking all night long. Let me just tell you that, folks. Not just over in Germany, but right here at the South Point. By the way, Sean, nice touch with the stein full of strong coffee. Well done, buddy. That's all. I, that, I, I am very rarely rendered speechless. Pretty strong, but I huh? I think you did it there. That's right. <laughs> Channeling my inner Bavarian. That was very, that was very well done. And, and by the way, well, I have a full, full disclosure. Uh, I, I do have a, an aunt who's from Vienna, okay. Austria. Okay. And uh, she made sure that uh, I uh, had cor correct pronunciation as well. Don't very, ask me to go any further. That was very good. That was really well done. It's like my Italian. I know all the, all the, all the good words that we can't say on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, and all that betting all night long uh, was mainly on the Dolphins. As you know, we, we uh, uh, South Point, uh, Christy puts the, uh, uh, the numbers up on uh, Sunday night after the uh, Sunday night halftime. And uh, the uh, Chiefs opened two and a half. Uh, this game close pick this morning. So, you can probably tell, even though, even though we're in the studio, you can hear the uh, crowd response behind us uh, here at the, uh, at the South Point. Well, Kansas City had a third and one to really make things difficult for Miami if they picked it up instead. An incomplete pass. Kelsey not open at all. Double. You see, there you go. The, the pure double team with Jalen Ramsey, one of the best corners in the NFL involved. And KC is going to have to punt it back. Only up a touchdown. Again, Kansas City's been shut out in the second half here, mm -hmm. but still holding on with 236 to go up a touchdown. Uh, that under looking very, very good at the moment. Yes, it is. Uh, at 21-14. And uh, Miami will get it back with two timeouts, the two-minute warning, and a chance to tie the game here. They will need to go 76 yards. You know how many meters that is? You know uh, yards to meters? Yards to meters. Is, uh, for every yard, is it, a me is it three and a half meters? I, I will be honest with you, Vinny. I was hoping that you knew it. I'm going to say. I think uh, it's it's 70 76 yards is 69 and a half meters. All right, the other way. Yeah, so there you go. All right. Yeah. All right. To today's card. Just, do you win all of a sudden? I, I, you, hey, look, <laughs> I, I, you, 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 spoke, you spoke German. I caught me off guard. I, I don't know if you know the metric system or not, Vinny. Uh, I, Vinny, I want to go, go over with you the games we've already yeah. touched here. Okay. So Minnesota, Atlanta, Seattle, Baltimore, Arizona, Cleveland, Rams, Green Bay, and Tampa and Houston. Uh, the biggest mover this morning was Seattle, wasn't it? Uh, back down to six. Uh, yeah. Six and a half. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll go right in, in the order here. Uh, three and a half currently on the Falcons. And again, this is a game that uh, got uh, got as high as five earlier in, in the week. And again, uh, uh, you, you know the number. You know, the, the opener was four uh, down to three and a half. Uh, the Ravens were sitting at six and a half right now. Uh no six we just went to, to six a little while ago here at South Point, uh and the the Browns well I don't think this is a surprise right the Browns uh are the are the biggest uh you know uh, favorite on the board right now six uh twelve uh twelve and a half 
obviously with the uh, you know the announcement of the quarterback situation and um, Clayton Toon uh, from BYU is going Houston, for Houston on Toon. Uh, what's that? Jaron Hall for for Minnesota. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, see, we got all we got, these, all, we got, we got all, all these big twelve quarterbacks, right, yeah, Vinny? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Very good, Jeffrey. Very good. Uh, so, you know, that one, uh, that's tunes going for the Cardinals there. Yep. And again, the Brownies up to uh, 12 and a half there. And uh, the Packers up to four now. I mean, I, I think obviously the Stafford news uh, has, uh, has greatly impacted that. And the Texans uh, at three right now against the, uh, the Buccaneers. Texans with some injuries too, though. Yeah. Uh, outside of the skill positions, uh, although running back, I think uh, some some of the injuries there too. So right, no Damian Pierce yeah. tonight. It'll be Singletary yeah. getting the bulk yeah. of the carry. So um, you know, lots of uh, lots of movement, um, and uh, again, a lot of action. And there'll be a a, a a huge flurry once this game ends. Uh, you know, everybody will get. It's it's funny too. You know, you, remember we talked d- earlier in the week about the. Do we ever get concerned about these early? kickoffs these 630 kickoffs again what helps us here is 24-hour book uh but people adjust and they adjust to these two teams who are two of the more popular teams alex as you can tell so uh and and everybody was here even earlier today than than they typically are on a sunday and then everything falls to those two late games with the the eagles and cowboys and bills and Bengals. so exciting day for you guys i'm sure you had a lot of action. Yeah, very busy, and uh, everything. This will be, this is going to be a snowball kind of day, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, bring up one game that has moved through the three. That was earlier this morning. Uh, Washington's down to two and a half. Yeah, against New England. You know, this has been a this has been a weird one for me this week. Where highs three and a half, where I thought that was yes. pretty good on Washington. Now that we're coming the other way at yeah. two and a half. Vinny, I, I I don't want to say it, but Go I'm ahead. going to. Go ahead, say it. New England winning this game by three feels like the most logical result on the board here. You know, I know the crew, uh, you you two, and and everybody behind the glass. Look at the smiles back there. Everybody's like just salivating. You guys got that nice. What was it? A five teamer in the five teamer. You just want to keep rolling, don't you? That's all right. That's good. That's and that's just fine with us. You know, just keep reinvesting. You know. <laughs> Just remember this, okay? We, on our side of the counter, we're more reliable than the Fed, all right? Because we're the ones that we're going to, we're going to, you're always going to have value. So you win it, we'll pay you with a smile. You middle it, we're still going to pay you with a smile and enjoy it. So, but uh, yeah, this, uh, this one did come down, uh, was as high as three and a half during the week and now it's come in, uh, uh, the other way, and uh, right before I came on, Chris and I were just sitting here talking. Uh, Chris uh, took a bet, approved a bet, a uh, nice five-figure sum, and uh, went to down to two and a half. I agree with you completely, Jeff. I jumped on the commanders. I grabbed the three and a half early in the week, mm-hmm. but now that it has moved the other way, if it would have opened at this number, I might have laid the points here with the Patriots. But I do, I mean, I like that that hook for the commanders, and I know they got rid of two of their top defensive players, but... I don't see how they can get much worse. They were ranked 28th in yards per drive and 29th in points per drive. And then we have Sam Halley's coming off one of his better games of the year. He only got sacked once by an excellent Eagles defensive front. So I just don't know what we get from the commanders offensively, but we have seen them be able to put up points averaging 21.4 
per game. And then even better on the road, averaging 24.3. Kind of been fading the Patriots a lot this season with all their unknowns. And I know they have some injuries as well. So I'm not going to try and middle here in this one. I'm going to stick with the commanders and the plus three and a See, half. See, Alex, Alex has a little concern for the bookmakers. You guys want to get good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go get I, it. I mean, look. Go, I, you're I, supposed I, to. I actually agree with everything you're, Alex said there. You're with supposed three, to. At three and a half, uh, yeah, that's a clear take on Washington. At two and a half, you know what? Even I, I that is, I know people don't like middling on such a small margin. Right. But, no, but this is key, one of those scenarios where if you're going to try yeah. to middle and get the game to land New England three, I have absolutely no issue with doing that. It's the key number. We've yeah. talked about it uh, often. And, uh, you know, uh, every week we've, we've got games that are hanging around that three, right? And so uh, it's, uh, you know what, if, if, if you don't uh, uh, if you do not do it on, on that number, then you're, you're probably not going to, unless, of course, there's a, you know, significant uh, uh, move in other, other areas. But... Uh, by the way, speaking of moves, uh, Packers just went back to three and a half here at South Point. You know, we give you everything in in, in real, real time. time as it's happening, and um, the Minnesota uh, total just went to thirty nine. So went so up a half. Point. Went up a little bit. Yep. Here's so, your ball game, by the way, in Germany. Two had a wide open guy, but the ball got deflected at the line. So it's a fourth down and ten with sixty three seconds to go. Miami does have two timeouts, so it wouldn't be over over, but it would be pretty much miraculous time at that point if they don't convert here at the ball at the plus 31 yard line uh will they even get the playoff they do not so a timeout having to be burned by miami so now this wow. is definitely the ball game because mm -hmm. uh no conversion here miami will only be able to stop the clock once and kc will be able to take three knees and get out of germany with a win uh, again 21 14 kansas city and a close pick here at South Point, right. Miami went off as a favorite in some spots. Uh, Kansas City, 21 nothing at halftime, have not scored in the second half, but it may be enough if they can get a stop here on fourth down. And you know, and I think a lot of it had to do with the uh, the arrival times. Remember we talked about it. Uh, uh, the, the Dolphins went uh, the first part of the week. Uh, the Chiefs went later in the week. And I, I think, uh, you know, we've seen that be a factor uh, not just this year, but uh, certainly uh, over the years. By the way, what a great scene over in I, they, in, in Germany, in, in Frankfurt. I mean, real real festive. Not just you know, Chris and I were watching. We were talking about it with Jimmy Vaccaro too. Um, you know, you watch all the the jerseys in the stands. I mean, there's certainly a lot of Chiefs and Dolphins, but uh, there's a lot of other uh, teams represented as well. So good, nice, uh, nice scene uh, over there. It, it was loud early in the day. Up to a fumbles to snap and. Wow. It's over. Wow. That's a great play out of the timeout, guys. Chiefs will hold. They win at 21-14, barring something totally insane in the last minute. That is That just can't happen out of a timeout if you're Miami. Of course not. But, and you know what, what else here? Here's another game now where, uh, you know, so so what, what do I do now? I'm looking at this, and we did talk about this also. Dolphins facing playoff caliber competition. And oh, and three now. Uh, there you go. So, um, is it a drastic drop? Not really. Uh, we saw their ability to come back here with that offense. They always have the ability to do so, but it's a it's certainly something that bears taking note of. That their three losses have come against teams that are right in the playoff picture. 
Miami falls to five and, or excuse me, six and three. KC moves to seven and two. Baltimore will look to join them later today. Uh, Jacksonville, the other six and two team in the AFC right now. Yeah. Kansas City does hold a tie break over the Jags mm -hmm. thanks to their week two win down in Duval County. All right. Vinny, I want to. I want. I'll just keep rolling through these. Yeah, just get, your, get your get your perspective here from behind the book, because you guys have the biggest number on the board in the game we're going to get to next, and that I know the the very very uh, hot matchup between Chicago and New Orleans <laughs> there at the Superdome today. Tyson Bajan gets the start for the Bears again. Vinny, you guys are market high on this one, a nine and a half on New Orleans total forty two. Uh, the uh, the Bajan machine uh, really looked like it was a product of the disaster that the Las Vegas Raiders are right now with a nice crash back to earth and a blowout loss to the Chargers on Sunday night for Chicago last week. Yeah, I think asking a lot of, of the young man, but it's also about other personnel too, right? I mean, what does he have uh, uh, to, to work with? You know, And this is money too. I mean, this open seven, you mentioned nine and a half. Is, is 10 a take back? Probably. I mean, that's the threshold. I don't think that's going to be a, a surprise. but. Uh, this is an early uh, an early game here uh, at ten o'clock local time. I I don't know if we get to ten, but this is also uh, Alex multi leg plays as well. So you've got parlays, you've got teasers, uh, money line parlays uh, involved with the Saints here, and I don't I don't think that's really a surprise. Nope, this is definitely on one of my teasers. I have the Saints minus two and a half. Tied up with the Bills plus eight and a half. Um, they looked great last week, New Orleans. I really hope they continue with that up-tempo offense that Indy forces teams to play with. I think that is the key for New Orleans' offense is success right there. Playing fast, they do much better. Um, I think that the Colts is a much more complete team than this Chicago Bears team. So laying two and a half here with the Saints, I feel pretty good. I, uh, I'll say this with New Orleans here, 42, again, nine and a half on the Saints. I, I just, I'll say this with the Saints. They were the division favorite coming into the year. Yes. They have not looked a part of that. Yet, they're still tied for the division lead because mm -hmm. that division stinks. Tampa had a great start. They've lost three in a row out of the bye once the competition mm -hmm. got a little mm -hmm. bit better. Atlanta, we already discussed that. I think they've been playing the wrong quarterback the whole year, and that's held we'll them back. We'll find out today, right? Yeah. And we, will we will find out today, sure. even though last week they scored on every drive but one with Heineke in the second half. It wasn't enough because Will Levis was awesome in that game for Tennessee mm -hmm. last week. It wasn't too bad on Thursday night either. Just no. In the end, the Steelers found a way because they're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers defense in the second half. Um, right? But for this one today, I can't bet this game in any fashion because there are – it would not shock me if New Orleans runs them out of the building. Mm -hmm. It would not shock me if New Orleans messes around here and Chicago has the ball late down six with a chance to win the game. It would not shock me if this is 35 to, to 21. It would mm -hmm. not shock me if this is 17 to seven. This is, yeah. to me, the hard, other than New Orleans winning this game, this game has endless possibilities here that none of them would shock me. The only thing that would shock me is Chicago winning the game outright on the road. Well, and again, it's uh, it is the NFL, and it's uh, uh, unpredictability. Of course, of which Saints team are you going to get? Are you going to get the Saints team that played um, and lost a, a, it's a, a double digit lead in the fourth quarter against the Packers, or are you going to get the Saints team from from a week ago? So yeah, they look great yeah. on offense against yeah, Indy last they week. They did. Uh, speaking of said Colts, let's go there. Colts small favorites on the road in Carolina. Carolina finally gets a win. Yeah, Panthers beat Houston last week. That was a good one. 
uh, Panthers at the horn on the, on a Pinheiro kick. Uh, Vinny, uh, the open three with Indy on the road. Excuse that, me for interrupting. The, uh, go ahead. Went the other way. Bears not, uh, are now – got to play on the Bears. To nine? Uh, Saints are nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. I Again, the, the fact that I don't like the game doesn't mean people don't, don't – no, no, absolutely. Yeah, but too, I so. want to point it out. I mean, yeah. you know, well, Chris is back there moving, moving the numbers. Taking the, the number, in, yeah. right? I wasn't confident enough mm-hmm. to lay that many points with the Saints, so I understand yeah. people yeah. taking the sure. points with the Bears, but mm-hmm. that's why I had to tease it down to under that three. Going to Indy, yeah, from three to two. Uh, this is another total from forty-five back to forty-five on this one. I have, I, you know what? These two games, I was very happy to not bother with this week. Indy favorite on the road scares me here because the one thing that we know is Indy's defense is bad. Yep. They're the only team in the NFL mm-hmm. to score 20 points in every game this year, and yet they're underwater. It's because that defense stinks. Bryce Young, I don't think he was particularly great last week against Houston, but you know what? He was good enough to get his first NFL win. Mm-hmm. I would not be shocked if this is a game where Indy's defense struggles and Young looks pretty good. It also wouldn't shock me if Bryce Young turns it over three times. So this is again the most classic possible stay away for me. Well, you look at these. <clears throat> excuse me. You look at these two games, and to your point, and as disciplined handicappers slash betters like Alex does every day, uh, Jeff, you're 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 learning it. You're a terrific student of the uh, of the exercise, right? I mean, the thing about it is you don't have to bet every game. Oh yeah, you don't even have to bet every game in in game. You know, now we're booking them. There's something for everybody in these. And again, uh, you know, people playing numbers, right? And this is another example of it. So um, this is a this one here. This is the first of the afternoon games too. So uh, I think we'll continue to see some over money in this in this in this game because one thing about the Colts, we, we met you absolutely. Their defense uh, has has under underperformed. Uh, but they're off, and they can score points. Now, the Panthers necessarily they they can't, but maybe against this defense they can. So uh, there's something there's something uh, there's a game for everybody. Not every game is for everybody. Right. Okay. There's another shirt, by the way. Who's in charge of shirts? Sean, you're in charge of merchandise. Yeah, he's got the merchandise okay. for you today. That's right. I got this. So you know, there you go. Remember that one, Alex. Okay, that one I'll write it down. <laughs> and I agree, Vinny. I I took over 44 in this one. You mentioned yeah. it. Indy's defense, not good, giving up the most points in the league at 28.6. Offense, quick, up-tempo. I've been saying it all year. They're 6-2 and two to the over. Jeff, you mentioned Bryce Young, first win. Not particularly great, but he did get the job done, and it's his second week now with his new play caller, Thomas Brown. So I think we'll see even a little bit more out of him. But he did have two 235 passing yards, 22 of 31, one touchdown, no interception. So... I'm thinking we might get get some more offense out of him in this one. And, of course, Indy, they can score. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Minshew has been a problem in that offense. Before we let you go back to work, Minnie, huge games. Well, the last three games on the board, I'll let you just touch on them all yeah. quick yeah. before sure. Alex and I uh, give our thoughts. The Raiders, which is always a huge betting game. They yes. host the Giants. Antonio Pierce debut as interim coach. By the way, there's some explosive reporting from Jay Glazer on Fox this morning on part of the reason McDaniels got fired. And let's just say this. If Glazer's report is correct, McDaniels should not have even made it to last week. Let's just go with that. Um, Raiders are one and a half against the Giants. Eagles and Cowboys, gigantic game in the NFC East. Eagles are three. 
And then a big game in the AFC, a rematch of last year's divisional mm-hmm. playoff game where since he went to Buffalo and beat up the Bills, Buffalo returns to Cincinnati tonight with the Bengals six and a half point, or excuse me, two and a half point favorites in that one tonight. Yeah. So we'll start with the uh, the Giants. Right. Every game this year, uh, every Raider game, I should say, has seen Raider support. And again, not just by locals, but the, it just the Raiders have, except one. Okay. Um, and so that game there, uh, with the Raiders opening as three and a half point favorites, uh, now down, it got as low as one earlier in the week. Now, you got you know you've you've got a, a plenty of giant fans will be here too so the, the home field is 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 not a factor uh here at Allegiant. but uh raider support did come back in overnight one and a half and uh, the total uh 38 and a half there so uh giants lose their best pass rusher by the way too Leonard Williams is gone remember he got traded uh at the trade deadline uh so uh i, I don't know how that impacts them you know look raiders I think there's a school of thought that with the coaching change, uh, particularly with uh, a, a, and even though he's interim, a, a player's coach, a, a, a player, uh, a coach that played, I think uh, players relate to that. Uh, and I think the betters are, are responding according uh, to that. In terms of the Eagles, uh, solid three. I have to be honest. This is a game that uh, has gotten great two-way action all week. Uh, in terms of the uh, the side at three, and uh, with the Eagles favored and, and the total at uh, 46, now 46 and, and a half. So not a lot of movement there. And then the Bengals, look, I think, you know, the Bills take note of what happened uh, with the uh, the Dolphins losing right here. A lot more incentive for them to get back into the division race. Uh, Bengals open one and a half, got as high as three, uh, uh, and, and then went back to two uh, and now two and a half. So kind of toggling back and forth. And uh, the total on this one, I don't think this is a surprise. This total has moved three points uh, up to uh, 50 and a half. So, by the way, the, uh, the yeah Bengals now down to two and a half. So, um, we got we have a toggler. I know Mr. Neverett behind the glass loves that. And uh, so those those three, that's the action uh, that we're seeing there, Alex. I, I, I don't know if your plays are involved. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all three of those games okay. after you're back to work, Vinny. Yes. Because I'm involved in two of them. Actually, okay. I, actually, I'm involved in all three of them. Three good games. I mean, yeah. really, they're great betting games. No, uh, no, I, no, you know, you made a very important distinction there. Great <laughs> betting games right. with that Giants Raider game. I don't think there's going to be anything great on that field today. <laughs> just due north of us at Allegiant Stadium, Vinny. Right. Now, by the way, I just want to point out yes. uh, tomorrow night Chargers. Uh, Three and a half and forty and a half uh, against the Jets. We will have right a full now. breakdown of that game tomorrow on yep. the show. Uh, I already know where our, my bets are. Maybe a little bit homerish on that one, but I'm sure it's okay. that's okay. You're allowed. Okay. I'm allowed to do it every once in a while. Alfitasane. I start and end with Bavarian. <laughs> Vinny Malu, everyone. When we get back, we break down those final three games on the card: Raiders hosting the Giants, and then the two big ones: Bengals. On Sunday night against the Bills, and then the Eagles and the Cowboys battle again in Philadelphia. We'll break it down next on Sports by the Book. We have 11 amazing restaurants featuring a wide variety for every price range and appetite. South Point's Garden Buffet has something for everyone at unbeatable prices. Or if hunger strikes in the middle of the night, join us at Coronado Cafe. The American menu offers breakfast, lunch, or dinner 24 hours a day, plus a Chinese kitchen for authentic Chinese dishes from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. 
From steak and eggs to wonton soup, it's fast and friendly service 24-7. When you need a quick pick-me-up, you can find it at our state-of-the-art Starbucks just inside the main South Point entrance. Order ahead with the Starbucks app for easy mobile order pickups. Or enjoy your favorites in the relaxing dining area anytime, day or night. If you love Mexican food, Baja Miguel's has all of your south of the border favorites. There are dozens of classics to choose from, like fajitas, ceviche, chimichangas, tacos, and more. And for spirit lovers, Baja's colorful non-smoking tequila bar is right outside. Or maybe you're in the mood for seafood. Big Sur Oyster Bar has fresh seafood prepared right before your eyes. Savor freshly shucked oysters, crab legs jambalaya, shrimp and lobster, beers on tap, and a selection of fine wines are perfect to pair with your seafood favorite. Whether lunch or dinner, you'll love this fun atmosphere located just off the casino floor. Ready to shake things up? Step back in time and treat yourself to one of the oldest restaurant chains in the country. Steak and Shake, famous for original mouth-watering steak burgers and hand-dipped milkshakes in a variety of flavors. For some old-fashioned fun, try Steak and Shake. Welcome back in. Final segment for us here on Sports by the Book. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White alongside. Happy to be with you. All right. Let's get to it. Giants at the Raiders. Antonio Pierce, interim coach. Josh McDaniels out. Jimmy Garoppolo to the bench. Aiden O'Connell back into the starting lineup for Las Vegas. Daniel Jones back for New York. Alex is open three and a half. It's down to one and a half with all the turmoil with Vegas this week. Totals at 38 and a half, which, <laughs> you know what? I haven't bet that, but I think that total may be 10 points too high. Uh, but regardless here, I took the Giants early in the week of three with the assumption Jones was going to play. I did not anticipate what happened on Halloween night here. Uh, but there's always a concern about a team getting a bump when they fire the coach. And based off all the reporting that has got out there the last 24 hours plus, I can tell you right now, I feel fairly confident that everyone in that Raider building is very happy to see Josh McDaniels gone. And they are very happy to see Antonio Pierce get the interim job. And they're going to want to play for Antonio. Now, I don't think the team's that good, so I don't know how much it matters. But if there's going to be a one-week bump, it would happen today against a team that isn't any good in the Giants. Great point. First of all, great number two, grabbing that three. The under was my play, but I, I went off of that one. I am backing the Raiders in this one for okay. all those reasons you just mentioned. You, I, I do disagree on one thing. I do think they are good offensively. I think they have plenty of weapons with Devontae Adams and Myers and uh, Josh Jacobs. So I think they can get it done, especially against this, this Giants team. They are last in the league in points per game. 11.9 is their average. I know Vegas isn't much better defensively than, than the New York Giants, and we've seen the Giants actually improve here in the last few weeks. But with that news, with them coming together, it's, it's hard for me to bet against that narrative right there in itself. I think they are going to be very happy. I also think when things like this happen, the players are playing to prove 
themselves, right? It wasn't us. It w- that's not why we we stink. We're a pretty good football team. Watch what we can do. So I like the Raiders here at home. I wouldn't lay more than two and a half. I got them minus one and a half. But I like them or even on the money line. Yeah, I, again, at, th- at these numbers, I probably would look the bet Las Vegas. Again, taking the whole three game landing, possibly three. That's, and again, with McDaniels, different handicap. Because there was at one point we thought Tommy DeVito might start. Right. But the collection of losses McDaniels has had, adding one to a full week of prep for Tommy DeVito would have been one that would have made a lot of sense. But now, totally different handicap with Jones back. And also, too, I think, again, these Raider players are going to want to play for Pierce. So that is a big concern, at least on my end, with that three I took earlier in the week. Good number, though. Let's go to Philadelphia. This kind of feels like a square V-sharp game, Alex. Eagles are three. Totals 46 and a half. I'm going to be on the side with the public here. I like Philadelphia. I, I think I'm not as high on Dallas as a lot of sharp betters are. I think the Cowboys are a really good football team that are, even though they lost to the Cardinals earlier in the year, I think that was just more a case that they completely overlooked an NFL team and he can't do that. Dak's got to beat some of these good teams on the road at some point. It hasn't happened in recent years. And you're going to Philadelphia where, yeah, I understand that the Eagles have not looked the part, even though they have the best record in the NFL right now. But at some point, the light bulb is going to turn on for Philadelphia. And when that light bulb turns fully bright, that's going to be a scary sight for whoever whoever happens to draw them that week. Now, we talked about this with Philadelphia, Alex, and I think this also, also plays a role today, even though I know teams will say, oh, it's one game at a time. Philadelphia's schedule, including today, the next weeks. Dallas, at KC, Buffalo, San Francisco, at Dallas, at Seattle. That is obscene, any way you slice it. But I think they start this stretch off with a win and a cover today, late to three with Philadelphia, at least on my end. That that schedule is absolutely crazy. But, Jeff, you made so many good points, and I hate to disappoint because the only other game I skipped was the Cardinals-Browns. But- oh, I did. I don't have a play on this one, so wow, okay. I don't know if I'm a sharp okay. or or part of the public. But um, you made great points. We haven't seen the Eagles completely turn it on. It could be this game, but I actually I wanted to make a case for the Cowboys. I sure. love what we saw them last week in that game against the Rams, who is still a good coach. I mean, very well coached. So I I couldn't get there with either. I made the number exactly where it is. So, meaning I guess I could lean a little bit towards the Eagles winning this game outright and taking them on the money line, but I'm just excited. I'm excited to watch this one. I think we learn a lot about both teams. It was a jarring beatdown what they did to the Rams last week. I know Stafford got hurt, but that game wasn't close before he got hurt. Correct. That was very impressive from from Dallas last week. There's no arguing that. Again, it's a different ballgame going on the road to that building, primo game. Again, I, I like the Eagles. In, until proven otherwise, they're still the best team in the, N- the NFC for me. And quite frankly, with what we've seen out of the top of the AFC, they're the best team in the NFL right now, even though they have not played to the standards that some would think a 7-1 and team so should be at. I am a little concerned with Jalen Hurts. Is okay. is his knee hurt? Is there no injury? I don't. And that really concerns me for that stretch you just mentioned with their schedule coming up. I thought Hurts played great last week. Now, granted, Washington is not Dallas. I understand that. But the Eagles have had their problems with the Commanders. They lost to them last year. Probably should have lost to them in Philly earlier this season. 
Yes. Uh, the only one of those last four games against Washington that wasn't competitive was the Carson Wentz start for the Commanders, which read the tea leaves on that. I think we know why that happened. Uh, but I, again, I, I, I get why, sh- why there are sharper betters on Dallas here. But again, I'm lower on Dallas than the market is. So that's the main reason that I did what I did here. All right. We're opposite on the final game of the day. I love Cincinnati. You like Buffalo. It's two and a half behind us. There's some two in the market with the Bengals favored. Total 50 and a half in this one, Alex. All right. So I am on I am on the Bills and I am on them. I have them teased. I took the two and a half and I took a little bit uh, money line here. Huge revenge game. You brought it up. I mean, last year, the Bengals knocked him out of the playoffs and it wasn't even competitive. Now we're seeing a pretty healthy Buffalo team. They added a weapon in their secondary, which is good, great timing for them. And Josh Allen, he is leading the league with 22 touchdowns, seven passing, five on the ground. I think we might have to see him really step up against this Bengals team who has been looking very good as of late, but I think he can do it, and I think they can get this win. I just think this is a horrible matchup for Buffalo. I, I think I, I get the revenge part of it. I understand that completely. We saw Buffalo when they lost to KC in the playoffs two years ago. The following year, they went to Arrowhead and they won. So I get that. I just think that the Bengals match up the Bengals match up so well with Buffalo, especially with all those injuries on defense. That's my biggest concern here for the Bills moving forward, even more so than Allen's shoulder. Even though, again, Josh Allen at this point, unbelievable talent, massive turnover machine. That's just who he is. That's just who he is. You have to. We have to accept that fact. That yeah, we're going to get some amazing stuff, but we're going to get some stuff is like, what did he see? What was that? But I don't think the way that the Bills' defense is currently constructed, and now that Cincinnati's offense and exclusively Joe Burrow is healthy now, that's more than enough to get Cincinnati over the top here. Now, I just took a money line. I didn't lay points. I just get the win. I don't want to lose on a game that lands 21-20 or 28-27, which I think are both squarely in play here. But it would not shock me if Cincy runs them out. It would not shock me because of those injuries on the Buffalo defense. See, and you make a great point because they have that three-headed monster. They have Chase. They have T. Higgins. They have Boyd. So they are very dangerous offensively, especially with Joe Burrow being healthy. But I just think there's always a game that a team circles, right? And they have to get up for that game, and they have to be prepared. And I think this is the game for Buffalo going to Cincinnati primetime again. And they're going to be ready for this game against the Bengals. Could go either way. I think we both make great cases. Both have good bets in our pocket, but should be a great game. All I will say for Buffalo, if they lose this game, they're five and four going into their bye week. They play back-to-back home games, home games against the Broncos. They'll be favored in that game. And the Jets, they'll be favored. But we've already seen over the last two years, the Jets, for whatever reason, have Josh Allen's number. After that, at Philadelphia, at Kansas City, Dallas, at the Chargers the next four games. There are no gimmies in that stretch. Oh, and by the way, they finished the season in South Beach. If there's ever a game, that, and again, there's no such thing as a must win in this league because everyone's trying to win. Right. But if Buffalo loses this game, the path for Buffalo missing the playoffs is very much there, which is something a lot of people did not see going into this season. All right, that's all the time we have. Tomorrow on the show, we're back at 3. We will break down Monday Night Football Jets, currently a three-and-a-half-point underdog against the Chargers. We'll break that game down in full. You got about a minute. Get to your South Point at Bet the game's going. 
at 10 o'clock Pacific time. Alex, good work as always. Thank you. You too. Shout out crew, Jerry, Matt, Sean. Good to see Matt Neverett in studio yet again here at the South Point studio. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again tomorrow at three here on Sports by the Book.